traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. That picked up. I thought I was done with the fire department, with the moving company when I got to the fire department. Yeah. But um, I was doing like two and three moves a week. Working at the fire department and developing juice life and paying for everything. Like I would do a move mm-hmm. one day. Like I would get off work in the morning, seven o'clock okay. from the fire department, twenty four hours shift. Mm-hmm. Go do a move probably at like eight o'clock from eight to like four or five, and then um, try to buy whatever I could buy for juice life and go back to work. And then I got a juice at some point. Yeah. So that was my other entrepreneurial. Um, that's a lot of drive to, I think a lot of things that hold people back from entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. besides their typical, like fear and things like that is mm-hmm. the amount of work and dedication. And the stuff you're telling me is like the hours, countless hours you spent in the library, um, taking on the extra work, you know, for the movement and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you got that kind of drive and that push from? Honestly, um, I think that drive, that drive came from my mom. Are you looking to buy or sell your home, but not quite sure if now is the right time? Well, contact Morgan & Co. and allow them to help you make that decision. Morgan & Co. is a leading, top-producing company in Central Virginia. Contact Morgan & Co. today at 804-874-6806 or anytime, day or night, at www.morganandcorealty.com. Now back to the episode. Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast, where I find regular people doing extraordinary and phenomenal things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. And of course, I'm your host, Dr. K. I have with me today, amazing entrepreneur, Ryan, Ryan Williams. Williams. <laughs> yes, Go introduce yourself, man. Uh, I'm Ryan Williams. Uh, I am the owner um, and founder of Juice Life RVA, uh, located in Richmond, Virginia, 117 North 20th Street in Shaco okay. Bottom. Um, we're a cold press juice company. Started off as a food trailer, and we yeah. ended up having to get a brick and mortar after um, after many detours. Um, but it worked out, and things are going well. We just had our one year anniversary this past weekend. Congratulations! Yeah, okay. Congratulations. Thank That's you, dope. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you hit me with several terms in that intro that I have no idea what they are. What's the oh, so, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> cold press, cold juice. press juice. That's one. Uh, okay. So, so what's cold press juice? So cold press juice is. Um, Cold pressed juice is pretty much the healthiest juice you can get without anything being added. With it's, it's like just fruits and vegetables. Okay. So um, the average person um, would have like a, a juicer at home, and that's called a centrifugal juicer, right? Okay. And so uh, I'm gonna explain this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, something. break it down for me. But um, a centrifugal juicer is one where let's say you have a carrot, you push it through mm. the tube, and um, there's a blade that spins. Yeah. And pulp shoots out one side, juice comes out the other. Yeah. So the centrifugal force from that blade that spins is what actually pulls the juice out. That's what um, extracts the juice. Um, but the blade spins so fast that it actually um, generates heat. Oh. And so oxidation occurs, meaning um, that your juice is going to go bad faster than you would actually want it to. Okay. So you pretty much, um, so when you're using like the at-home juicers or the um, centrifugal juices where pulp shoots out one side and juice comes out the other, um, it doesn't really have a shelf life like that. So um, cold-pressed juicing is 
it's similar, but um, the blade is like um, a pulverizer instead of a centrifugal okay. blade that spins. Yeah. And it doesn't generate heat. So that's why it's called cold press in so many words. Um, and then that allows it. So oxidation doesn't occur. And then um, you have a five day shelf life, three to five day shelf life. That's within the first three days, but you can also freeze them for up to six months. Um, so that's kind of what sets our juices apart mm-hmm. as far as um, the extraction method. Yeah. And then, you know, I so mean, if you freeze it for six months, what's the what does it do to the taste and all of that? Um, you, uh, the taste is pretty much the same, but it's kind of like um, if you go to if you go to a grocery store mm-hmm. and you got organic fruits and vegetables like you have the organic section yeah. and then you have um, frozen fruits and vegetables. And those are organic. Anytime you change the temperature of um, the food or the produce, um, you lose some nutrients for okay. sure. Um, and then like a lot of times you'll see juice in the grocery store and it may say cold press, but um, it's been pasteurized, meaning um, that they either heat it up to a certain temperature mm-hmm. or they're trying to kill the stereo from being able to just hang out in there and the person that drinks it dies. Okay. Okay. So we don't want uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't want that. Um, but they heat that up just to get rid of that. Um, just to get rid of that, um, that way of you hurting yourself okay. by drinking it. And so when you do that, you kill all the good stuff too. You kill the phytonutrients, things that are found in our cold pressed juices, um, that help stop the spread of, uh, free radicals that cause cancer. Okay. So I know I said a whole lot just now. Man, you, you keep hitting me with all this, not only terminology, <laughs> but methods that I have no idea. Yeah. So um, you also talked about you had like a mobile distribution first. What was that? Yeah. So um, so I had an idea in 2015 and I was actually fasting. So I used to fast a lot. Like the whole way that we even got into this juice life thing, the whole idea of the business came from me fasting. Okay. I was on a 40-day fast. Um, I was only doing juice and smoothies during the day. Mm. And then I was eating one meal with the family at night. Okay. And uh, I was going like a 40-day fast. I was fasting for an idea for my family to take us to the next level. And I was praying for wisdom to go with it. So it was more of a spiritual mm. um, fast. But, um, you know, it turned out to work out for the physical as well. So um, at the end of my fast, we, um, I had an interview with the fire department. Okay. And then after the fire department interview, I was still in the fast. So I was trying to find a food truck mm-hmm. that had juice. I was like on Main Street. I'm trying to find a food truck. I saw paninis. I saw hot dogs, everything else but what I needed. Yeah. So I went all the way to Elwood Thompson, got a juice. And I was like, man, if I could have found this at uh, a food truck, I would have stopped and probably paid more than I paid for this little $8 glass okay. of beet juice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's where the idea of the whole food truck came about. So eventually I... I you you found it out of personal need. Personal need, yeah. yeah and I like really, that. I'm like, my friends need to know about this. Yeah. And I just wanted to have something for my people mm-hmm. to get their blood pressure right and everything. My family, like, you know, just people, you know, because we, we're raised differently as far as what I eat now. I'm vegan now. Okay. But, uh, you weren't was, vegan back then. No, I was raised on pork chop sandwiches, <laughs> pork chop. Uh, steakums. Huh. Um, yeah. All that kind was of was stuff. it hard for you to g- give up all of that stuff and, and be vegan or did it just naturally happen after the fast? It happened. Um, each year I would go on a fast. Uh-huh. And so um, at the end of the fast, like I'm fasting from all of the meats for sure. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's like mainly fruits and vegetables. But then uh, it got to a point where um, at the end of the fast, I'm like, I'm going to get a barbecue sandwich when I finish. Yeah. With coleslaw uh-huh. and hot sauce and beans on the side. So I tried that, <laughs> but I was fasting from pork during, you know, during yeah, the fast. During so I get yeah. back and it didn't work. So eventually each year I would try that. I don't know why I kept doing it, but 
Um, I cut off pork one year. I cut off beef the next year. Then mm-hmm. I cut off chicken. Eventually, I was a uh, pescatarian. And then this is like part of me developing juice life. And then a lot of my customers were vegan. So I said I would try it. I said I was going to do it fast. Yeah. And I ended up not going back. Yeah, a couple of things similar. Well, we, we fast for religious purposes, too. So I know okay. the power you know, of fasting and things like that and just sure. dedicating yourself to the Lord and things mm-hmm. like that. So i uh, never done 45 days. I've done, you know, week, mm-hmm. 10 days, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and the other thing is you talk about, you know, how, how you made your transition over to being vegan. Mm-hmm. And so we've given up a lot of things, my family. And we always find the hardest thing is the kids. So, yeah. so me and my wife, we could stick to it, mm-hmm. but then the kids, they're at school, so we can't really monitor what they're doing. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. for dinner, they don't necessarily want, you know, what we're what about to have. Yeah, yeah. Know, so. <laughs> How you work through that? So I have two kids. I got a, I have an eight-year-old and a uh-huh. nine-year-old, Austin and Savannah. Um, Savannah's told me on numerous occasions that she's pescatarian this week. Um, she's vegetarian the next week, and, you know, she's not doing cheese. So anyway, um, <laughs> we started the kids off early. Like before they knew what Kool-Aid tastes like, everything that we had for them, like all the juices, apple juice, everything, we cut everything with water, 50%. So they didn't know. So they didn't know about Kool-Aid till later. And it was like, oh my God, daddy, we got Kool-Aid. And he like walking upside down. <laughs> like, Yo, y'all got to chill. Like, y'all, y'all possessed now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give them their own options. I mean, like I let them choose. So okay. we go to different places and, um, you know, if we go to like Roots, Roots is like um, Roots is a restaurant where you got good healthy options. Yeah. You can get chicken or you can get shrimp or something added to it, but they choose to go out. They they like nah, I'm good. I don't want the meat. Um, they might even do mushrooms. Um, yeah, but like now they make their own decisions. So if they go to McDonald's, if they make it to McDonald's, which I don't think they have in years now. Um, but it's because somebody else is babysitting them. And you know they, what I'm saying? Yeah, and they, and they like, Daddy, we went to a McDonald's. I'm like, yo, first of all, put your seatbelt on. Yeah, sit back. Because right. <laughs> I don't like what's going on. But I I can't be in control of all of it. Yeah. But we can at least um, just, you know, give them the tools and let them learn about why Daddy isn't eating chicken or whatever else. Okay. And so I let them make their own decision. They're pretty good at it. So, um, yeah, they like the food. And I let them help me cook. Like we need to yeah, get them in, involved as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah. Spe- yeah, for sure. Especially with like different foods that kids don't normally want to eat. Uh-huh. I let them help. And we're going to make this right. Like We got to season this because I need y'all to eat this. Yeah, for real. You're going to so, like it. <laughs> for sure. So, What's the meaning of Juice Life, the the, the word that you branded your business with? What's Juice it? Life? Well, um, so it's a lifestyle. Okay. It's a lifestyle um, more than just a juice bar as far as like how I see it. So... Uh, we came up with the name myself and uh, my partner Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance is somebody that helped me in the beginning of development. I'm the one, like I called him when we um, when I had the idea. When I had the uh-huh. juice in my hand, I was like, "Y'all got an idea? Yeah. Got a good business idea? Get the fellas." Uh-huh. I don't even want to tell you. Though. It's a really good one. <laughs> but so we sat down, and um, he's the one that stuck with me. Um, so as far as when we were coming up with like the name Juice Life, um, well, we knew that it was. Originally, it was just going to be juice. Okay. It wasn't even cold-pressed juice at first. It was just like the regular centrifugal juice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we found out about cold-pressed juicing from somebody in Chicago. I'm like, what? We got to bring that to Richmond. Like, they yeah. need this. Um, and so, like I said, it's a lifestyle and we're juicing. Um, that's, that, that's that and simple. But even the way we wrote out the, um, the, way we wrote out the sign, mm-hmm. it's like juice and then life in caps. 
and then RVA in okay. lowercase. Yeah. And the reason why um, we want to emphasize the life part more, because a lot of um, people in our community don't really know about the benefits and how much it can add to your life. Just yeah. juice, just add it to your diet. You don't yeah. got to stop eating the pork chop. I mean, I would rather you not. Right. For real, for real. But if you just add these juices to your to your diet, it's going to make things a whole lot better anyway. Because, yeah. um, you know, like these juices are like, is your body doesn't know that you're not drinking water when you're drinking. Okay. So when you're drinking the juice, it's going straight to your veins and it's going directly to where it needs to go mm-hmm. without any hesitation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's like different. Like if you were to eat spinach, it has to go through the digestion process. But if you drink it, you don't lose anything. Okay. So in the digestion process, a lot of reactions are happening. Um, and as the food is going down, you're left with what you're left with. And sometimes that's good stuff, but you missed out on the other part that it took to fuel that digestion. So when okay. you're drinking it, it's going straight to where it goes. So it's giving you life. And um, all fruits and vegetables, like a lot of them, you'll see like if you have a carrot and you cut it in half and you put it in water, yeah. it grows sprouts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It grows leaves. Like, like it's like a whole plant. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I'd rather put life in my body than wow. death. Yeah, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like if I'm putting more life in my yeah. body, I can't do nothing but give somebody else yeah. more life. Well, I know I know it gives life. I know I hear a lot of people talk about how certain juicing recipes can be targeted for like your immune system for, um, you know, like pre and post workout. Like you gave me the juices that, you know, for post workout. Yeah. I was real sore, real tight. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I want like no exaggeration mm-hmm. that day mm-hmm. I was loose again. Like yeah. I felt, I felt better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. How, how do you come up with the recipes or how do you know what, what things target what area of the body? Well, I did a lot of um, studying in the library before I actually, um, you know, came out with, Hey, we have a juice bar that we want to put yeah. out. We have a food truck. Okay. So I used to go to the library a lot. I would go to VCU library mm-hmm. and at 10 o'clock you have to show your VCU ID. Mm-hmm. I went to VCU some years ago. Yeah. Don't have that idea. <laughs> so I was going in like nine fifty five, and you know, especially like around um, around um, exam time. Yeah, they like they're pretty much open all night. So I would be in there from nine fifty to like two o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. just researching other um, other juice companies, like ones in L.A., like big ones, like you know, um, uh, Juice Press in New York. So I just kind of followed the big guys and kind of, you know, just got ideas, you know, as far as how to, how to work my juice bar, but as far as the recipes, man, I juiced everything. I juiced everything. I juiced everything and I researched everything. So I even juiced the onion. Yeah. Um, I juiced what was that like? garlic. It was not good. <laughs> it was a learning experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause I was in the fire department just trying out different juices. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh man, I know I said I had ginger in this one yesterday. So I'm like writing down stuff. I got notes in my pocket on napkins and stuff. So I was like, man, let me just try to juice this onion and see if it has the same effect as the ginger. It was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It was a very bad idea. It was the name of the juice was King of the Jungle, and uh, it had it, it was straight it was more like a challenge. It, it, was, like a challenge. You make it, it was a nice picture. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I took a picture and posted that. Yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna revisit that. Okay, but uh, yeah, um, I just pretty much researched as much as I could, and then things that I was dealing with, or my parents would be dealing with. Mm-hmm. So like blood pressure stuff, I would find something with beets, and I had to figure out how to make beets not taste like dirt. Because yeah. I'm like, I know I need this for energy, all that type of stuff. Oh, that let so, the beat drop is... 
Beat Job is fire, but yeah. it wasn't fantastic. fantastic the whole time. Oh, I promise it took time. You. Yeah, Beat Job has changed at least three or four times. Okay. Yeah, but now we solid. Well, I was gonna say we got four times. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. So I had strawberries in it one time. Uh-huh. It was like strawberries, grapefruit, celery, at least. And it was all right. And then I changed it again. I was like, all right, let's get this thing. Yeah. right. So the kids are my taste testers. Okay. So they're very honest. Yeah. You know, kids are going to tell you straight up. Yeah. And it's a trip because these ones, they have been, they've been um, practicing and juicing with me. Uh-huh. And so they actually like some of the juices that other people may not like, other kids may not like. Right. So just starting them off early and just researching a ton. Right That's- along with the, with the health benefits, you got a thing I always hear, F cancer. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, where did um, that come from? So F cancer, that's, um, that's carrot, apple, and lemon. Is to be more specific, is carrots, um, Granny Smith apples. Okay. And then it's lemon. Um, F cancer came from, there's a guy named Dr. Gerson. Okay. And he was a doctor and he did a thing called, well, they call it Gerson therapy now. Okay. He had a lot of patients and he didn't want to, he didn't like using um, medicine. Mm-hmm. He did like, he took a more holistic approach. Um, so he had him juicing. He had him doing 13, 10 ounce carrot and Granny Smith apple juices okay. a day. And they were doing, um, his patients were also doing um, coffee enemas mm-hmm. on the other side. So those two, that combination together, along with a few other things, um, caused all of his cancer patients, cancer to go into remission. So And Dr. I, Dr. Gerson? Dr. Gerson. His okay. daughter okay. still okay. practices. Um, he died. Okay. You know how that usually happens, yeah. like you know, like a, you know, so how that happens. Yeah, right. Like yeah. like Sydney. like coincidence. Um, but he was doing well. And he was curing a lot of cancer, and okay. so I tried it. I I tried the combination of the carrots and the Granny Smith apples. I haven't tried the coffee in my part yet. Uh, you know, <laughs> you hold off on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gonna grow. Um, but I just added lemon. Okay. And but but that's where I got the idea from. And um so I was like, all right. So for something like that, how how long does it take to get through your body and actually be effective? I mean, one bottle of juice isn't gonna do the trick. Uh so um now they had cancer and I don't know exactly what stages or what um procedures they had going on mm-hmm. where he would have them drink the thirteen. But um as far as uh as far as how we do now, a one day cleanse mm-hmm. to really see the effect of all the juices, it would be six, 16 ounce juices. So six juices a day. Six juices a day, just for yep. one day. Yeah. And that's a cleanse. That's a cleanse. And what, yeah. does that, what does that cleanse do for you? So um, it pretty much gives your digestive system a break. Uh-huh. Um, while you're doing those six, you're shooting for a gallon of water throughout the day too. Okay. Um, so that'll help curve your appetite a little bit. Um, but also um, you're giving yourself a, you're giving your digestive system a break. And you're giving it time to reboot and repair itself. That's pretty much what you're doing. Okay. Um, so everything else is being pushed through. Um, but the juice is like you just you just pounding your body with like nutrients, like tons of nutrients. A lot of people do these cleanses because they want to lose weight. Right. And that's like that's like a that's like a by a byproduct. Yeah, a secondary like, effect. Yeah, but um I tell people not to use it, like don't try to do the juices to lose weight, but do it more so to gain nutrients. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so yeah, so you pretty much you know, repairing your body. So before yeah. Juice Life, I heard you mention some things about you were in the firehouse and offering juice. So that leads me to believe you was a firefighter. Right? I was a firefighter, yes. So this one year anniversary is actually, it's the anniversary of us having normal business hours okay. at Juice Life. And it's also the anniversary of me writing my resignation letter. 
So I wrote my wow. resignation letter last year, um, October 25th. Okay. And I had been in the fire department for five years. And so when I had the idea, when I went to the interview mm-hmm. and I got the juice and I was like, man, if I had a food truck to stop it, I would have did that. Yeah. Right then is where God gave me the idea, like, like in full. And part of it was um, three to five years to okay. see if the fire department and Juice Life can coincide and be successfully okay. um, moved. So um, both of those things happened in your life right about the same time. At the same, same time. time. Like when I had the idea for the for Juice Life, mm-hmm. um, the fire department hit me back from like a two-year uh, a, a two year wait for me taking the test. Yeah. So they were like, hey, man, you did good on the but test. But they were talking about they short. How they, how they get a two year wait? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the logistics okay. of it, so I, so I, so I can't speak on it, yeah. but, uh, Richmond has a lot on his hands. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the department, um, they have a lot, you know, a lot of training and stuff to do. Right. So I give them their space. They need two years. Go ahead and give them two years. Got it. Y'all yeah. have two years. But they hit me back right then. I'm like, ah, is this a distraction? Cause I mm-hmm. feel like this idea is like golden and the way I feel about um, great ideas, business ideas. The only thing to like, there has to be some type of pull in the opposite direction. And I feel like in this one, it wasn't a bad pull. It was just a different one. And it's like uh, the opposite of a great business idea. Anything that could keep you from pushing towards your business idea yeah. would be a safe job. Absolutely. Some like money you don't have to worry about. The fire department, I don't know if I get fired from the fire. You, like, you got to do some really silly stuff. Yeah. To get fired from the fire department. Yeah. Like his house is burning down. You and people still ain't getting fired. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um that was like super safe. And I'm like, ah, I'm just like it breeds that complacency. Yeah, and, and I'm like, okay. I like I don't want to work for anybody else anymore. Yeah. I know I'm not cut out for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not cut out for working for anybody because it just gets frustrated and I'm thinking about like I can just feel the energy of yeah, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, ah, I'm caged in over here. I gotta <laughs> I gotta be free. I got to be free, so. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I hate to interrupt, but I had to tell you about a community that I'm a part of. It's called The Morning Meetup. It's where hundreds of entrepreneurs gather every single morning. Look, we share ideas. We motivate each other. We share our successes. It's the perfect environment for you to not only grow as an individual, but as an entrepreneur. It's hosted by my mentor, David Shands. It's every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., It's no better way to start your day. Look, we've got a book club. Imagine hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the exact same book on the exact same chapter. You get to discuss that book and share your thoughts. It's very motivating. It empowers you. and You're ready to start your day. You get all of that for only $1. After that, it goes to $79 a month. I have no doubts that you're going to want to stay and be a part of this community. Look, I'm there every single morning, 8 a.m. The only thing we're missing is you. The link is in the description. Go ahead, click the link, try it out, join the community. Look forward to seeing you in the morning. Before, before firefighting, had you done any other uh, entrepreneurial journeys or tried any other things? Uh, not exactly, not really. It was just more working everywhere. Okay. Just, I mean, I worked everywhere. I worked at, um, I worked for every temp agency. I worked at Philip Morris, uh, Bank of America. Um, I worked for a moving company. The last job I had before the fire department was a moving company. Mm. And then I ended up, so I was just like helping okay. casually. I'm like, I like working out. I like helping people. I don't mind going to different houses. Yeah, I get to lift stuff all day. Yeah, like, hey, Trevor, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going like, to take this and we're going to approach this as a workout. Okay. So 
um, I worked at I worked at Hildren Moving and Storage, and I was just like helping drivers. And then I ended up um, I ended up getting my Class B license, and I became a driver. Uh-huh. Then I got my Class A license, and I was like, all right, now I'm supervising these guys, and I'm like, really, I want to go contract. Cause I hadn't finished school yet, so I was like, "What's the quickest way for me to get to a hundred thousand, at least six figures, somewhere yeah. close to six figures?" Okay. Uh, so I'm like, "Well, I'm already in this. Let me just use what I got, learn, you know, got what I, you know, do what I do." And um, I ended up, um, you know, I wanted to go contract, but my um, GM was like, "Hey, you know, you don't want to be a businessman, do you?" In so many words, and I'm oh, like, yeah. "Okay, I got to put you on the list. Yeah, I got to get out of here. Yeah, because this is toxic. You hope, yeah, toxic. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the fire department, see what they talking about. Okay, hang out there and um." You know, things worked out. But I did, since I did work for that moving company, actually, um, one of my business ventures, it was kind of under the table, um, but I worked for a really expensive moving company. Okay. So if they needed help doing anything else, I'm like, look, me and one of the guys can come back tomorrow, knock it out for you under the table. And that picked up. I thought I was done with the fire department, with the moving company when I got to the fire department. Yeah. But um, I was doing like two and three moves a week. Working at the fire department and developing the juice life and paying for everything. Like I would do a move mm-hmm. one day. Like I would get off work in the morning, seven o'clock from okay. the fire department, twenty four hours shift. Yeah. Go do a move probably at like eight o'clock from eight to like four or five, and then um, try to buy whatever I could buy for juice life and go back to work. And then I got a juice at some point. Yeah. So that was my other entrepreneurial. Um, That's a lot of drive to. I think a lot of things that hold people back from entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. besides the typical like fear and things like that, is mm-hmm. the amount of work and dedication. And the stuff you're telling me is like the hours, countless hours you spent in the library, um, taking on the extra work, you know, for the movement and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you got that kind of drive and that push from? Honestly, um, I think that drive, that drive came from my mom, okay. for the most part. Uh, my mom, she passed in 2018. I was like, I was, I was still like, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to keep doing juice life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I knew I was going to keep juicing. Okay. Personally. Yeah. yeah. I know I was going to keep juicing. I'm like, if I'm juicing and people keep asking me for it, I'm going to give it to them. But, um, most of my draft came from her side. All right. Um, but she was a businesswoman. She did like, uh, she, she had her own. She did like, um, what do you call them? Like she did like drapes. Okay. And she would like she would uh, reupholster couches, like yeah. everything, like anything for your house. She's dope with that. Okay. She was very creative and very yeah. driven. So I would see her doing stuff at like two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, you going hard? But I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. And so I'd be down the street juicing uh, at my uncle's church uh-huh. <laughs> before we got in the kitchen, and I walk down the street and you know. So, um, but um, that's where I got most of the drive from, and then that actually helped me when because she had cancer. So that was part of what really got me digging into um, juicing and just learning more about it and, you know, just spreading the word to my family. Like a lot of them eat differently. Um, my dad tries out. He likes all my vegan food I make. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, again, that's where I got the drive from. And also like that really put a battery in me. Like when she passed, it was like, wow. It's go time. Um, yeah, because these were the only juices that she could um, keep down when she was going through. Really? That stuff, yeah, yeah. So I would go to the hospital, and I met a lot of people in there, nurses and stuff. Who um, they stick around now, and they get juice now too. So, um, but yeah, but she's like the biggest part of that drive, though, for sure. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. What about your other family members? You said you've kind of, you know, bled that lifestyle, you know, onto them and things like that. Yeah, um, cousins, um, all my brothers, my girlfriend, like everybody. 
Like they want me to cook now. <laughs> First it was like, I don't eat that vegan stuff. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not trying to force nothing on nobody. Yeah. But I know it smells good over here. Yeah. And you want to get down. <laughs> I know you want to get down. And so um, even when I was at the fire department, like that changed a lot for like the people that were around me. Like they became more a little more conscious of their diet. And you know, just when you're around certain people, either you're they're either gonna make you better. Yeah. Or you know, you're going to follow in their footsteps. Mm-hmm. Either way it goes. Yeah. Like, that energy's got to go somewhere. So, um, I was able to, you know, help out a lot of people around me. Like, introduce them to Juicer, too. Yeah. And so, um, there are some people now, as a result of, you know, me just juicing and cooking the vegan stuff. Like, they don't even take, some, like, some people don't take their blood pressure medicine. They drink the V-Drop. Okay. And it's bringing them down. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of dope. Yeah, my uh, I I know that your diet can literally change the way you live. My grandmother was diagnosed with diabetes, okay. and she changed it just in her, her diet. So not mm-hmm. vegan, but I say probably more so, so like uh, pescatarian or something like that, and uh, mm-hmm. not juicing either. But I imagine what it could do for her if she you know incorporated the juicing too. Sure. But she has no. Uh, no medicines, no insulin shots, and mm-hmm. you know she was on all of that. But just yeah. simply changing her diet, mm-hmm. and then um, you know the doctors were, you know, astounded at how how that can change. Yeah. Yep. So I, I know that right now the way we're living in this world, everything's so fast. Yeah. And so a lot of times the reason we even eat fast food is because our lifestyle is just so busy. Mm-hmm. Like yep. we just yep. jump straight to it. Yep. So that's something I. I definitely want to wean myself off of too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then that's the other thing about juicer too. A lot of people are like, I ain't got time for the cleanup. Yeah. I ain't trying to clean up. Like, I'm juicing so much. Excuse me, I juice so much. And then um, I get like three drops from the spinach. Like, what y'all doing different? Yeah. <laughs> like, we juicing a lot of spinach. Okay. And we're using the cold press juicer. So you can just come in and you can, have, you know, it can be convenient for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people say. They're like, you know, I, I make my own CMOS, so I make my own juice, and um, but I ain't have time today. Well, perfect. Come on. Yeah, come on. You got you, bro. Not only is it convenient, but it tastes way better. So, like, we got the one that, you know, we got the one that you, the centrifugal, the centrifugal. As you were talking about, mm-hmm. that spins around, mm-hmm. right? And it gives a good amount of juice. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we get a mason jar maybe about halfway full. Okay. And we do like, um, Ginger and then maybe pineapple or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you, it's it's like I take it, I'll drink it because yeah, I know yeah. I need to. Yeah, yeah, but it sure. don't taste like yours. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like forcing myself to drink it. Throw some turmeric or something in there because I know my body needs it. For but sure. but nowhere near the same. And then I got mm-hmm. little grains of stuff in there too. Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, so um, yeah, we just try to make it so that uh, you know, make it so that it's bearable. Yeah, and that it actually has enough of what it needs to do the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. So like beats, like a ton of people say, I hate beats. Yeah. And I'm like, I wasn't a real big beat fan either. Um, but there's a certain way to make it not taste as dirty. I don't want to give out all the secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take yeah. But yeah, just, you know, like just like a fine line of just adding a bunch of fruit to make it taste sweet. Okay. Um, and actually, you know, hitting that Hitting that sweet spot, uh-huh. so we've been able to hit the sweet spot. Yeah, your store also has like a a, a great vibe to it. For sure. So it's not yeah. like you're just going in to grab juice, but 
everybody has, it has a culture and mm-hmm. a, a good feel to it, even when you're not there. Yeah. So a lot of businesses run great when the owner's right, mm-hmm. right there, right? Mm-hmm. Or, but even when you're not there, they're still, you know, I see them in there hustling and bustling. They're mm-hmm. still courteous. They're friendly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a great style to it. How do you go about picking your team and, and who you work with? Well, so far, the people who are there now, like we have a few new people who I haven't worked with outside of Juice, like before they got there. Okay. Um, and they're like brand new, so we're still training and stuff. Um, but I got I got uh, Tweety, who used to help me with moves. Mm-hmm. And moving is not fun yeah. at all. <laughs> Moving, like moving, like moving sucks. Um, but it's something that, you know, like you got to have drive and you got to be focused and you got to be mentally and physically sharp. Yeah. Or you can trip up carrying a dresser or trip, trip up falling and, you know, you got a piano. Right. So Tweety had helped, Tweety helped me on a lot of stuff. His mm-hmm. name is Alonzo. Elijah um, on Tweety, I'm sorry. Okay. But, um, but Tweety's dope. He's got a good spirit. Um, you know, he works hard. Mm-hmm. Even when like we doing moves and it's getting dark outside, we gotta get this stuff done. And so he takes the same approach in there. And then Nicole, that's uh, my partner's cousin. Okay. And so I don't know how we just mesh like that, but um, they all have the right spirit mm-hmm. and um, they're golden. Like I'm lucky to have them there for real, for real. Um, also, we pray before every day, like before every session. Like I pray over every juice session. Okay. Because I'm like. I fasted for the idea. God gave me the idea. It doesn't make sense to try to edge him out there. Yeah. Um, so, like, every morning I pray. I pray that everybody that comes in the Juice Bar, anybody that's connected to Juice Life, um, just has a better day. I pray that they have a um, a change in attitude, spirit, um, you know. just I pray that they're healed physically, spiritually, emotionally. And um, if it's just a change in attitude for the rest of the day, let it be that. <laughs> But anybody that comes in there is yeah. I pray that all these juices are anointed and that the fruits and vegetables do what they're supposed to do and okay. the body functions the way it's supposed to function. So I'm praying that every day. I believe it. I believe and it too. So I you you can't be no real blessed. I'm telling you, oh, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. So and then but the first thing we do is thank God for the idea. Yeah. Okay. That's where it really started. So we just try to make sure that we um are grounded with everything and don't get a big head about it. Yeah. So speaking of praying for something. A lot of times, the idea that comes to us, God's ideas are obviously bigger than our ideas, right? Mm-hmm. So, did you feel like it was overwhelming? Take me back all the way to, what did you say, 2015? 2015. When the idea first started, mm-hmm. you wasn't obviously as confident then as you are now. Mm-hmm. So, so how so, how did you move forward with it? Um, well, I prayed before, and I fasted before. Mm-hmm. And I like any like anytime you fast, like you're pretty much making a sacrifice. Yeah. I like all the food I was eating. I like like I was fasting from alcohol, everything. Okay. And so um these are like these are sacrifices because sometimes you have a long day. You know what I'm saying? And you just want a drink. Yeah. You want you want a glass of wine, you want whatever. Um but I was in the fire training academy okay. doing it. So we're doing the heaviest, like like we're doing the craziest, um, extreme CrossFit workouts every morning, and then I'm taking an EMT class, and it's like a crash course of being in the hospital yeah. <laughs> and being in the field. So we got that at the same time, and um, let's see, is that that? And well, I prayed before, and I was like, "Yo, God, if you're real, then you got to come through on these things." That I'm like, I'm asking you for an idea and wisdom to go with it. That's it. I ain't asking you for the money. I ain't asking you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. asking you who I can help. So. Um, with that, I, I'm like, that's golden. Like, I got that faith and everything and that drive, all that, that whole combination with 
I got that from my mom. Yeah. So she taught us all these things, all these all these different Bible verses that I hid in my heart that come out when I have to cross a bridge. And I'm yeah. like, every time I get to a bridge, now I've already sacrificed. Like, we did these four days already. Yeah. So, um, Lord, I'm going to need you. This was your idea. That's how I just kept placing it. I'm like, Lord, you, this is your idea. Mm. Now, I don't know how I'm going to get across this hump, but <laughs> I'm going to get on your back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the whole time, I'm like, I fasted for this. So it has to work because I know God real. Yeah. And so that's like for real. Like that's been my drive the whole time. Like all these things that have um, come together, working for my good, doesn't make sense for me to even think that this is that it's gonna be a wrap. And like a lot of things that are happening now, I've seen. Like I've already seen it. Like I saw that like early, honestly. Like in that first year, mm-hmm. I saw different things. I was like, I don't know how that's gonna make. Like I don't know how we're gonna have a restaurant or how we're gonna have a building or how we're gonna do this or that. But that's not up to me. To figure it out. Yeah, that's not yeah, you know it's coming. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, we good. We good. We're going to be straight. Yeah. We're going to be good. Juice Life. That's why this one is called Juice Life RVA. It's going to be a lot of Juice Life like across the world. So, okay. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Stepping out on faith is, yeah, is, is a powerful thing, man. For sure. Um, when, when you talk about expanding... Before you get to expanding outside of RVA, mm-hmm. are you able to ship your juices or is the shelf life not good uh, for that? Or? We're working on that part right now. Um, I just, uh, the integrity of the juice is big to me. Mm-hmm. So we won't be able to ship across country yet. Okay. Um, probably like locally as far as like maybe North Carolina and Maryland. Hopefully mm-hmm. in the next few months we'll be able to do that. Um, but I'm working on that part now. I just didn't want to. You know, I practiced a little bit. I had some people in New York that wanted juice. And I was like, all right, I'm going to send it to you. We're going to figure this out. I'm going to send it to you. Um, but it has to hurry up and get there. So yeah. I don't, now you got to pay And the cost of overnight. Yeah, all of that. Like so I was like, we'll figure it out. And people are making deliveries and, um, you know, doing that already anyway. So it shouldn't be too hard to figure out. Okay. Yeah. So, But we will be um, delivering for sure. No. Yes. Yeah, you, you, you said we will be. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no question. Like the confidence. Yeah, bro. man. Yeah, God, God. Yeah, God, that's God. It. That's his job. That's his job. Ain't got to do it all. Yeah. So. All you got to do is uh, do your part, do the work. For sure. Yeah. Don't for worry sure. about it. Yep. Yep. So yeah, man. It's gonna be some big things coming out of Juice Life. Are you from Richmond? I'm from Richmond. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in. Um, I first grew up in Churchill, mm-hmm. and then we we moved to Southside when I was like seven. So I pretty mm-hmm. much grew up on the south side, went to uh, Richmond community, uh-huh. high school, played football at Georgia, went to VCU for a second, went to Union. Um, so, yeah, I've been here for a while. Okay. Yep. No plans on leaving? <sighs> well, not now. Not with, not not with, yet, not not with yet, the business not booming and yeah, all of that? Yeah, yeah, not yet. I got to make sure Austin can run the store. <laughs> you, got a, you got a couple of days before Austin yeah, runs yeah, the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, the kids, like, man... My daughter runs the cash register. Like, she knows how to run the cash register. Uh-huh. She's nine years old right now. And Austin would get the juices and put them in the bag. But they only would get paid for the customer service. If they welcome the person in and, yeah. you know, on the way out, come again, thank you so much. Yeah. And so that's how I've been trying to, you know, incorporate them. That's Make great. fun because I don't want them to be coming to the juice bar. And now they resent the juice bar because... You're always there. Yeah. yeah. So... We had playoff games lately. Like we've been going hard. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, adding them in is is awesome, and not, not to mention the lessons that they're learning. Mm-hmm. Whether you're directly teaching them or just them being um, surrounded by it and engulfed in that culture, they're picking up so much stuff. Um, life lessons, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. uh, budgeting, yeah. dealing with people. Yeah, yeah. Community. Yeah. You know, all the people that yeah. are coming in there being affected, but you know, by your store, they're mm-hmm. learning all of that. Yeah. 
I think it's important to make it um, second nature for her. Okay. So that's why I'm like, you're just going to grow up in it. It's, yeah. like, it's like growing up in a house full of lawyers and doctors. Like, you know a lot of that stuff already. So when it comes time to test for it, you got the edge. Yeah. So, and that's the test of life. Like, I want them to have an edge on life. Yeah, you're giving them a great foundation, not only from a spiritual side, you know, and keeping them, you know, grounded in church mm-hmm. and things like that, but mm-hmm. the entrepreneur side. So y- your kids are going to have a leg up, you know, and yeah, <laughs> it's going to be amazing when you yeah, see what man. they do. I'm I'm praying for the best, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, with kids, you know, you, you can just do what you can do. Just train them in the way that they should go. And like now, like now life is different when everybody is like, kids are different. Yeah. Parents are different. Mm. The way they approach things are different. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Um, you know, you get to hear their opinions and stuff. Yeah. My opinion wasn't always um, valued. No, I know <laughs> that. Like, Boy, that's, you that's don't go sit down. You don't want to eat this food? Okay, we well, yeah. want to eat these grits for dinner. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, that's how not having appreciation for food. Yeah. Now I'm eating too much. Yeah, I, remember, I remember sitting at the table for <clears throat> literally over hour. an hour because yeah. I, I didn't want to eat. Man. And it's like, no, you're gonna you're gonna eat until yeah. this is gone. Straight up, tears in the eyes and yeah. everything. Like that was me. Or so, go to bed hungry. That's the yeah. choice. <laughs> I learned how to get up on the table. I learned how. Yeah. I ate all my hey, food, bro. man. Yeah. But then that yeah. teaches a bad habit too. Now that I've gotten older, the bad habit is like, now you gotta overeat. You gotta mm-hmm. eat everything that's on your plate. Yep. And yep. then yep. you know, get obesity and things like that from yeah, it. But man. I know where it came from not wanting to waste and you know, mm-hmm. you know, I grew yep. up, you know, like a lot of us with Low resources, yeah. you know, low income, and you can't just be wasting food. Yeah, real <laughs> situation. Like, you got to eat that food. Yeah, you're going to straight up. Like, this food is not free. I'm tell, I tell them, they always want to stop by um, Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. That's the other nemesis. But, the other nemesis. <laughs> well, not Austin. Austin's not, Austin's not a Chick-fil-A person. Savannah, she Savannah. likes Chick-fil-A when she's not Presbyterian. Okay. But Austin, he's not with it. You said when she's not. When she's not Presbyterian. <laughs> I, I mean, she's, you know. Depends what stage of the roller coaster we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, but she learning. So. Yeah, doing yoga and everything. Like I'm telling you, like these kids are dope. Yeah, for real. So I'm proud of them, man. I'm proud of them. I did my part. Mom did her part. So we still working on them. So, yeah, that's what's up. For sure. At, at Union, you played football too, or I only high school? Football. I actually, um, I had a, I had a track scholarship at Union. I didn't find out about it until I went wow. to VCU. Yeah, I didn't even run. I wasn't even on a track team. I ran track one time um, mm-hmm. indoor, and I did pretty good. And um, got a scholarship to you to Union. So when I got to Union, I had I already had a student ID. Okay. How you run one time and get a whole scholarship, man? Richmond Public Schools, something else. But I was fast. I was really yeah. fast. And uh, I had football scholarships too. But um, I ended up going to VCU because they were about to have they're about to add their football team, like okay. they're still doing now, uh-huh. and they're still undefeated. And uh, I haven't lost a game with VCU, so, yeah. <laughs> I missed that college uh, football um, experience. But I did play semi-pro one year. I played did you? With, yeah, I played with uh, Virginia Vipers. Oh, Virginia Vipers, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, okay. I was 27. I hadn't played since I was 17. But everything was still working. I was like, oh, everything was still working. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, all right. Now what position got, you play? Uh, I played running back. Okay. Yeah, I played running back and track. Yeah. Turn, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, yeah, man. So I'm alive. I still work out. Like we got a thing called Juice Life Fitness. Okay, um, that's coming soon. What is that all about? Uh, pretty much, I'm um, highlighting other other trainers mm-hmm. in the city. A lot of people ask me, "Am I a trainer?" I'm like, "No, I'm not a trainer, but I do mm-hmm. work out. I want to be in the best shape of my life forever." Um, but right now, I don't have time to okay. do that. But I can highlight other 
good um, trainers. Mm -hmm. So like each month we'll be working out with a different trainer. Like this month we're doing, we're working out with uh, Vern, the trainer. She works out, she she works out of um, Allen Fitness Yoga. Okay. Um, the next month I want to work with one of the boxers, one of the local boxers. So we'll mm -hmm. do that training and then um, do some with the firefighters too. So yeah, I know firefighters. All they do is train. I'm telling right? you, yeah, they're supposed that's, that's to. Supposed to, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, get some it. Some of them, most of them, <laughs> so, most of them, the majority of uh, us wonderful uh, <laughs> heroes. Hero. Yeah, some people work out. They got table muscle. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> Flicking the remote thumbs are strong. Yeah, scooping that, scooping that uh, chili. Yeah. So. Where do y'all work out at? Whatever gym y'all partner with, so, or is there a specific place? Um. Well, I always work out um, at Baker Unified Fitness. That's like right across the hall from the juice bar. Mm -hmm. So we got that shared space. And then one side is a gym, a personal training gym. Okay. Where they do like group um, activities. They do one-on-one, -on -one, um, couples training, everything. Do mm -hmm. everything over there. So I work out there a lot. Um, but we'll just go to the facility where the trainer is for the most part. So mm -hmm. Baker's spot is easy because it's right there. Yep. Um, so we did a thing with Baker too, and of course we just you know, like we'll keep working out with him because it's easy just to walk across the hall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, we'll be moving around. So when we do the firefighter thing, I still got to talk to some of the guys, but um, pretty much we can just go to the station. Like yeah. every station has a gym. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. Well, I want to try to connect with y'all on that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I'm rolling up on forty, man. I'm thirty. Okay. I'm thirty nine years old. Wait, so, wait, wait. So my goal is to uh, never let my waistline. Be higher than my age. There you go. You know, and okay, and okay. I, 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 I want to maintain. I was in the army, so much like much uh, like being a firefighter. You know, we work out. At least you're supposed to. Right? Yeah, Same yeah, thing. Most yeah. of us, most of us worked out. Yeah. And so I just don't want to lose that. So if I could join y'all, you know, sure. as much as possible, Definitely. then uh, I do I'll, the steps a lot too. What do you mean steps? Um, the Libby Hill death step. Oh, those steps. Okay. <sighs> yeah. They are. You know, I, I had to embrace them. Like, things that I didn't like. Like, I didn't like doing pull-ups. So, I would do as mm -hmm. many pull-ups as I could. Just keep throwing that in there. Okay. And then I worked out on the steps. So I'm like, all right. I got the steps down. All right. So, when we do the steps, uh, just prepare yourself. That's a, that's a serious leg day, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we might have to sign some paperwork <laughs> on that one. But, uh well, yeah. as long as I get some juice after the fact, I got you. It's like a bounce back. I got <laughs> you, man. I got you, bro. I got you. Summer friends, that's the good one for after the workout. Yep. We use the watermelon rind, citrulline, amino acids, things good for recovery. So I always would do the watermelon. I would always do summer friends after I work out. Okay. Um, but a lot of times I would do B drop before. So okay. B drop was like my pre workout. Pre workout. Yeah, I couldn't sit down. So. All right, well, I'll get both of them. For sure. I got you, man. Um, so one thing I like to do on Success Leads Clues podcast is point out some of the clues that I found um, from you. Okay. Right. And, you know, certain clues to success is uh, one, fasting in your faith, you know, play, played a big part. Mm -hmm. uh, two, I really feel like, you know, taking action. Mm -hmm. That's the term I'm looking for because you, you really go for it. A lot of us um, have ideas but never act on them. Mm -hmm. And one, one of my biggest fears is dying with a whole bunch of ideas, mm -hmm. right? Or yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of desire. For sure. I'd, I'd rather do it and not be the greatest at it. And I know I tried it, yep. right? Yep. And then um, the, the other thing I've really learned from you is just uh, family and community. You do a lot with family and community. Oh, yeah, sure. And I feel like that has helped fuel your success. Yeah. And, you know, I hope our viewers have picked up those same clues and maybe even more clues that I didn't even point out and 
we, we can help a lot more people be successful, you know, by, by taking the steps that you've taken. For sure. I definitely appreciate that, man. And um, just to piggyback on what you said about the ideas, that's mm -hmm. one thing that like, I don't play about ideas. Because when they come, like sometimes the universe will drop the idea in your spirit. And if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. I've seen like three or four Ooh. things that I wanted to do since like 2005, 2006. I actually wrote out, man. I wrote up, like, I created a whole school with a mission statement. <laughs> For real, like a Christian school, yeah. private school. Um, but outside of that, I had, like, I was doing a thing called richcity.com with a few of my friends that I would um, mention business ideas to. Okay. So we would just come together, brainstorm and stuff. Richcity.com is going to be something where um, it's kind of like, uh, what's the name of uh, my people who do brunch on the plaza? Um, faith in them. Um, unlocking RBA. Unlocking RBA. Unlocking RBA, yeah. yeah. And they dope. And they doing, like, some of the ideas I had, I'm like, ah, oh, um, man, we should have, I had a sweet shirt that said richcity.com and we had a whole thing, but yeah. uh, we didn't act on it like we should have. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And when that happened, somebody else is going to pull up with it. And it was that. And I had, like, mentorship ideas. Like, oh, four or five different things. I'm like, we will never, I will never miss another opportunity like this. Again. I ain't letting that happen. I'm not. I like that. I'm not. Straight yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? So when you have an idea, mm. act on it. Act on yeah. it. Jump out there. And like sometimes you don't get the help you need. Some some people don't act on ideas because they don't have, they don't feel like they have the help they need. Mm -hmm. But sometimes until you move in the direction of where you're supposed to be going, the helping hand won't show up. The helping hand might be right over there. Yeah. And that's where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But you're sitting there thinking like, ah, I don't know, I'm second guessing. Meanwhile, you're still living. Have you ever noticed that once you engulf yourself in a particular community, mm -hmm. Then you start like like you're saying that helping hand is there. You start to find more resources. Yeah. So for example, there's um, once you get into a world of like real estate, for example, mm -hmm. then you just start meeting people. You're like, oh, you you're a developer. You develop mm -hmm. this yep, community. Yep, yep. Oh, you're a landlord, and you start meeting these people. But you never knew them until you reached Absolutely. out into that yeah. world yeah. and entrepreneurship. You're like, okay, well, I don't know any entrepreneurs. I don't really know how to do this. But you get into that world, and you're like, oh. Yeah, he owns right this business. Yeah, He's right. a distributor. Yeah. They, they can yeah. package my stuff. They can do this. But the resources have been there the whole time. I'm telling you. And then, like, a lot of times, like, I know a lot of people are getting blessed by, you know, um, working with Juice Knight. Okay. And had I not acted on my idea, then I would be holding up their ideas. You know what I'm saying? Things that uh, develop from that. Yeah. So that's why it's important to, like, you know, stay on top of it. Like, if you have an idea, push it. Let somebody know if you got to. Like, and, and, and like, sometimes... I'll like say something on Instagram just to put it out, so I'll have um, I'll have accountability partners. Yeah. Some people like, oh, you showing up? No, no. I'm doing this so y'all can, because I know some of y'all be like, you said yeah. you was gonna do this. Thank you. I need Thank that. You. I need that. I yeah. need that, man. Uh -huh. I appreciate. it. I take all motivation, like all motivation, mm -hmm. right? Like, like I put it out there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely don't feel that. You show off or or really anybody who posts stuff like that, mm -hmm. certain people, the right people are going to take that and receive it the right way. That's only the, the, the wrong people, way. they're going to take it and be like, oh, well, well, you're showing off. Well, if I don't show off, yeah. how are you ever going to know that it's something that you could do Facts. or that it's out there? Facts. Somebody you know, had to share certain things with me mm -hmm. for me to be like, oh, dang, I didn't even know. You know, that opportunity was possible. That job was possible. That income yeah. level was possible. That yeah. lifestyle is possible. Yep. And so you got to yeah. you got to see it. Yeah. And I felt like it was like really important for me to make sure that I left the fire department and went full time. Because um, if I had like I felt like a lot of people would ask me different business advice. I'm like, what am I to be asking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh -huh. But 
I would just tell them what I know. And I'm like, yo, create a script and stick to it. You know what I'm saying? And part of my script was three to five years at the fire department. And so if I didn't do that, then I would be, I'd be going back on my word and like everything I'm, you know, putting out there for other people yeah. to work with. You know what I'm saying? So, why was it three to five years? Why three to five? Um, I said three first. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling one of the firefighters about it because he was like, oh, you make juice? You got this? I heard you got this. And I was like, yeah. Um, you know, so I want to, you know, I was, like I really want to push and go in. I got all these ideas. Like I was trying to get ready for the bike race oh. of 2015. Okay. And I had just got the food truck ready like a month before that. But it was, I had permits. I, I just had a lot of stuff I didn't even know about that oh. I had to do. So um, I was telling him about that, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it like three years because I feel like, um, I just felt like, you know, three years, if I'm not all the way turned up like I need to be for this juice bar, yeah, then I need to slide. Okay. Um, like, I need to get out of there. But I was saying three because I felt like, well, my first rookie year, I wasn't going to have time to really um, work the cart like that because we got tests every week mm-hmm. and everything else. So he was like, look, just fall back for this First year, one of the older firefighters. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, so I'm going to do, do like three years. He's like, well, give it five. I didn't know he was telling me five because five is when you're vested. Oh. So, so he dropped some wisdom on He dropped that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I appreciate you, big dog. So what do you do once you're vested? You can, you can you, go back or something? You can leave. Uh-huh. Um, like, let's say you stay there for 10 years. Um, we get severance. I mean, not severance. We get a uh, pension or something? Pension. Yeah. Okay. We get pension. And so um, after that, like you get a certain amount once you reach the retirement age, then you start getting checked for the rest of your life. Okay. So I'm like, there's no point in leaving money on the table. Yeah. I mean, I've been here, I've been putting in work in the fire department, and I've like five years is when you are like really kind of settled in. Mm-hmm. Then you can, like, you're really a firefighter. Like, you really start to, mm-hmm. like, you get a little bit comfortable <laughs> with some things. You know what I'm saying? You never want to get comfortable with fire, but you get right. comfortable with the job more so. So I'm like, ah, I just hit the fifth year. I'm like, I could, you know, slow it down and do this for juice, like slow juice like that mm-hmm. and stick with the fire department. But I'm like, time be, like time is ticking. Like I wanted to do what I'm doing now some years ago. Yeah. And it was like, I could have really just jumped out on faith with that right then. But it's like the fire department is such a opportunity that nobody wants to miss. I'm like, the worst thing I can do is go to the interview and they hire me. But I've never been to an interview that I didn't get hired at. Wow. So I was like, <coughs> the one time I didn't care. <laughs> That's the one time I didn't care. Like, you're doing a great job. And still like, good. I'm like, yo, too, man. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, but um, after that fifth year, my fifth year ended in June <clears throat> of 2020. So October was when I felt like my ducks were somewhat in a row. Or really not even all the in a row. It was just like, all right, man, make your mind up. Because yeah. now it's time to pick up and now I have a spot and people are taking pictures saying, hey, look, I'm here. Where you at? I want to support. I want y'all to support. I want y'all to support. I'll yeah. be there. So, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing with us. And um, I want to remind everybody out there, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time on the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.